Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game? Then you're in the right place. Master craftsman photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy. Take the first step in faith. You don't have to see the whole staircase. Just take the first step. And that's a quote by Martin Luther King. And I want to welcome you, welcome you, welcome you to the Profitable Photographer again, or for the first time. I'm super excited about today's solo episode. It's about how to get started and especially how to get started by selling your work with in-person sales. It came from the inspiration of a question that somebody had on Facebook, and I posted four simple kind of tips. And that led me to think about how much else I wish I could share with the person that asked the question. So hopefully that person is listening to my podcast. I do not know, but this is for you, if that's you. Uh, Before we do that, I want to remind you, if you join my The Profitable Photographer page with Lucy Dumas, so you like that, you're going to, every week, you're going to get a notification about what's up for uh, the next podcast, and it's really fun because there's some good information just there with the show notes. And also, my Instagram is the Profitable Photographer underscore pod. And I also post uh, updates there on a regular basis about my shows. And I love feedback and I love you to like put ahas that you have when you listen to it. So super excited if you would join that and make it interactive. Okay, so here is what I posted just as a reference. Number one, price for profit. And don't use a multiplication factor. And we're going to go into that more in this conversation Two, learn how to have a great phone call and establish a nice relationship with a potential client, develop a trusted advisor position when you do that and plant seeds for the purchase of wall art and books and whatever else you want them to purchase. And on that phone call, I give an average minimum not low to high, and then book an in-person consultation. Number three was learn how to be great doing in-person sales. And you may know that I have a program about that. I have an online course and I am planning to open up a group, a six-month program on that. So if you're interested, send me an email, let me know. And number four is a little caution that if you're going to sell digitals along with prints, that they're not for the client, the cheapest or the smartest choice. So those are little things, but really didn't get a deep dive. So in this show, I'm going to talk about why selling with in-person sales methods is what I think a really smart way to go. Also, why I believe selling prints is a wise choice for portrait and wedding photographers, prints and books, the importance of education, 
Um, way before any of that is having a vision and how you set your prices and choose products. And there might be more things I squeeze out of my little brain, but for now, <laughs> that's that's the overview. So first of all, congratulations on considering starting your business, selling your work in person, if you're one of those people that has made that decision recently. And making that decision is the perfect first step. One of the things I recommend when you're just starting is instead of going down the path of, I'm going to do shoot and burn, and then I'll get practice, is to photograph people for free and then give them an opportunity to purchase things if they want to. And in the case of, let's say I would be using friends and family at first, I'm not going to charge them very much for prints, but I'm going to make them sit down with me and go through the sales system so I can get practice in that. And so that the sessions themselves help me have samples and practice. The trouble is if you say, oh, I'm going to get experience and a portfolio by finding people that for $100, $200, $300, I can hand off anywhere from 25 to a zillion <laughs> photographs, is then you're starting a precedent and a habit. And it's like if you want to, um, I don't know, hike to the top of the mountain, but you start walking towards the lake and there are different directions, you're going to need to backtrack. So why not start off in the right direction? So overall, you want to do the work of learning to be a great photographer, a wonderful salesperson, a person that is very good at running a business, and a client-getting machine. And so if that sounds overwhelming, I really understand because... Starting a business is not an easy thing. Well, starting a business is an easy thing <laughs> unless you want it to be successful. And then there's a lot to do. Taking business classes, marketing classes, reading books, all of that. Before you upend your life and say, I'm going to run a business, learning how to run a business is important. So, Number one foundation is that you need a vision. Where do you want to go? What do you want your business to look like? You want to write it down. You want to be specific. When I do a strategy session with a client, which is the initial conversation I have with people um, that then leads them to decide if we want to work together on a longer basis, the first thing we do is pretend I've got a magic wand and I'm going to create whatever business they want and where they want to be in like a year or two. And it has surprised me that even people that are already doing pretty well often don't have that clear vision on where they want to be next. So that is the important thing is you need to know where you want to go. And the more clear you have uh, with the details, the, the, not just the money or how many clients coming through the door, but what does your studio look like? What is traffic like? What is your reputation? Um, 
how much income, how many hours are you working, how this fits in with your family life. All of that is uh, step one. And in that number two, you want to hold that vision very clearly. See it as done. Speak positive words as much as you can. Um, Words like, I'm trying to build a business. No, words like, I'm in the process of growing a business. A wonderful business is where I'm headed. So positive. Okay. Number three in this vision is to figure out your niche pretty clearly. Now, if you're just starting, then photographing anything and everything is not a bad idea because you may not know what you love. When I started, I did some commercial work. I did work for a free little monthly magazine. I did um, work for my gym. Uh, I got to trade photographs for their their weekly ads um, and get that experience. I did a wedding. I did portraits. I did modeling. I did all the things. And then I realized I loved photographing children and I loved weddings And that if I focused on one, I would be more successful more quickly. So now I didn't turn away work if it came, but in terms of my whole focus and how I put myself out there in the world, people knew me as a wedding photographer and that it made it much easier to grow, to get leads, to get a reputation. You know, I only had to spend any money on samples from weddings. I didn't have to have a little bit of everything. Okay. So that's the number two with the vision. And the question to ask yourself with that is if I were to do this for free, what would I photograph or the alternate? And you might've heard Erin Bonilla um, mention this a couple of weeks ago when I interviewed her is if you knew that whatever choice you picked, you're going to be as successful as any other choice, what would you photograph? So that's a good start. And then in that vision, you want to set up a simple business plan. One of the first things I do with my coaching clients, actually the first thing is we set up one-year, three-year, and five-year goals. And we analyze the income they want. Then we multiply by three because That is usually how much you take home is about 30% or a third of every dollar that you bring in after you pay your expenses for running the business. And then how many clients, what kinds of clients, you know, what subjects. And then as we sort that out and do the numbers, we figure out how much you need to make per client in sales. So if you're going to have 10 a month, and you need to bring in, I don't know, $10,000 to reach your goal of about 3,000 in income, then you need to sell at least $1,000 per client. So do the math on that. Number five, which I already kind of touched on, is to understand your numbers. So doing your cost of running the business and your cost of goods, and you know that, that's your getting started. Okay, so why I suggest in-person sales. 
Now I do have a podcast episode on that. That is a deep dive. If you go looking through the archives, Um, but here's a few things in a nutshell. So number one, it for me is deeply satisfying to sit with clients and show them the work in person. I use a projector, a nice movie screen, either in my home studio, or I take it to their homes. I even fly on airplanes with my projector if I'm doing an out-of-town session. And they laugh, they cry. Like, to me, that's my favorite part. Um, I actually do this more for hugs than money. (laughs) I need money, but I need hugs. Um, Another reason why in-person sales is a smart choice is that our work improves when we see what people will actually purchase. If we're doing um, shoot and share, then we don't know which ones they actually love the most. And so it's harder to refine. Um, Also, we stand out from all the other photographers. These days, uh, probably every single block in my neighborhood has at least one person that considers themselves a professional photographer. And, you know, that's an individual thought. I have no, um, like, I'm not the queen of you are and you're not. But probably 99% of those are shoot and share photographers. So I get to be the one that gives full service. I get to be the one that uh, helps them have printed work and design albums and let that part of my skill and experience uh, be useful to people. And for me, I also love that I have less clients and deeper relationships with them than if I did uh, some other method where I wasn't selling them in person. Like if I was posting online, uh, which I call post and pray, because when you're posting and you're hoping to buy something, to me, you know, we cross our fingers and, and hope they uh, actually put in an order. So um, whether it's that way or delivering all the files, it's generally, it's going to require more clients to reach my income goals that I need. But when I have that deeper relationship I build and, and serve them, and spend time with them, and they invest more, I need to have less clients based on my own personal goals. Now, some people, they want to have more clients, and they build a a business where they're not doing the photography, and the sales, and everything. They're running a business, and that is fabulous, too. Um, But still, in-person sales in that method is a great idea. Okay, so why sell printed photographs? I already mentioned, I think it serves our clients. The printed photographs last far longer, um, partly digital images. We get such an avalanche of them that the best ones kind of get buried and lose. um, We forget we even have them. And it's easy for files to get corrupt A lot of people now have uh, CDs from, let's say, five, 10 years ago, and computers are getting set up so that there's no slots for for CDs. So then we've got a lot of people with thumb drives with files. And by the way, those CDs can easily get corrupted over time. 
So then there's thumb drives and it's easy to erase a thumb drive and the USB ports, a lot of computers like Apple are no longer having traditional USB ports. But when you've got a print, all you need is eyeballs <laughs> and the print out, you know, where you can see it and you get to enjoy it. Now, even there, there of course are some genres of photography where we are selling digital work because with executive portraits and websites and other commercial use, they need the files. But even with executive portraits, you can turn that into a great printed portrait order. I was just at my sister's house and she likes to put small photographs all around her home. And there is a headshot of me from 20 years ago that I used when I was speaking a lot more and she has that out. So even though it was used for work, it's still my sister's favorite uh, photograph of me. And then again, why I sell printed photographs and why I recommend that is our work improves. When you are working with a high-end photographic lab that is there to learn and help you understand your own color preferences. And this goes beyond an editing style. This is actually how something's printed. Um, when you're working one-on-one -on -one and you're seeing your work printed, it's going to improve your how you shoot, how you edit, because you're going to see what happens from the point you go click or whatever noise uh, your camera makes to the point where it's, you know, photograph. And uh, I love that, um, that journey, which is why I actually love working with a lab that has my profile and has some photographs and they know my style. Okay, so back to the question of how do you get started? Education, education, education. You wanna learn everything you can about the art and the craft of photography. You also want to learn about art and design. Being able to address the issue of, okay, how do we pick the right clothing, the right style for this photograph that will be beautiful in your home? Because I've studied interior design and art, I can advise them and I can be seen as the expert and a decorator rather than a photographer that I'm, I'm creating art for their home. You also, with education, you need to learn how to sell. I mentioned that earlier. And you need to continually grow and learn how to market and learn marketing strategies. And the marketing, like the sales program, I can teach you, here's what you say on the phone. And you know, context. It's not a absolute script, but um, it, it's a learnable skill. Do this on the phone. Here's the consultation. Now you're having the session. How do you photograph plant seeds for purchase? How do you sell? How do you handle objections? Dead, dead, dead. Those are specific, repeatable. But marketing, life keeps changing. How I marketed 25 years ago in a magazine and in the yellow pages that does not work now. And once the COVID hit, the 
my main marketing, which is charity events and getting gift certificates in people's hands through in the flesh relationships that stopped. So it's a perpetual process. So continually learn marketing strategies and use your own ideas. You know, some of the best marketing strategies I've heard of, somebody thought of all their own. Yeah, it's important to be a thinker and a creative in all levels. And of course, I believe that getting coached is the fastest way to grow, 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 grow. And also some of the things that have impacted me over the almost 30 years is I've taken many week-long classes through the Professional Photographers of America with a single photographer. I've done endless conventions. I'm involved in my local professional groups. I've served on boards. So I am active in the profession and always, always learning. There are great books, both books on marketing, on inspiration, on motivation. So I was pretty stuck in the need to transition from film to digital. And I did not want to change until I had to. And I'm happy that that was my stance. But at the same time, Photoshop was overwhelming me. And a friend told me about Scott Kelby's book on uh, working with Bridge and Adobe Camera Raw. And that book was written in such a way that it made total sense to me. And I went through page after page, lesson after lesson, and sat with the book and my computer. And from that point, everything opened up, not just my ability to work in Adobe Camera Raw and Bridge, which is uh, comparable to Lightroom, but my brain grew those synapses that could then receive more education and understanding about working in Photoshop in general. So reading books, and then we got to practice, got to practice everything. Practice, you know, if you learn a technique, um, like I have a solo episode explaining uh, natural actual, beautiful, outdoor, natural light. Well, it can be indoors too, uh, with windows and doorway light. But so if you learn something, then go out and try it and not on a, a job, but a new client. Whew, okay. That's a lot. Let's see what else. So when you're getting started, you need to set your prices based on your sales goals. So you want to start with the end in mind and work backwards. Again, we need to figure out our destination before we um, book a ticket somewhere or book a hotel. So as I've said, if you want to make $50,000 with 100 clients, then using the formula where you usually keep about a third of every dollar, that means each client needs to invest about $1,500. So if you feel comfortable that you can get 100 clients that are your ideal clients that will invest $1,500 uh, with your cost of goods being no more than 25%, less is better, of course. Then, okay, let's figure out what we're going to sell somebody for $1,500. So a simple thought is to sell them one medium-sized wall portrait and 10 smalls. So you could sell that medium portrait for $500 
and you could sell the small ones for $100 a piece, and that reaches $1,500. So in no way did I say a multiplication factor in that, right? So I hope you're hearing that. The only multiplication that I recommend is to make sure that the expensive items that you're at least marking up three or four times. So the upgraded canvas, the a frame, a, a wall portrait, and include the shipping, find out shipping, because like a 30 by 40 is a couple hundred dollars plus to ship. So, um, but things like eight by tens, 11 by 14s, up to even 20 by 24, I might mark up anywhere from, I don't know, seven to a thousand times if I can get away with it. Because in those ranges, we're kind of bonusing the printing. They're paying us for our work, our time, our creativity, all the things. <laughs> all right. Now, the next step. So we've had the vision. We're sending our pricing. We need to figure out our ideal client. And ideal clients are, it depends on your business model. My business model I want people who can easily invest two to $7,000 or more and that love photography, that are friendly, warm people that love personal service and are willing to pay more for something because of that. They are, if, if you know the store Nordstrom and you know the store Nordstrom Rack, Nordstrom Rack has all the same products but no service and it's not beautiful and it's noisy and it's, it's not a lovely experience. Whereas Nordstrom, it smells good. It's beautiful. The service is great. The way things are displayed is not only lovely, but easy to sort through. So um, yeah, finding and figuring out where those people live and then figuring out how do I reach them? And um, often some networking, building relationships with, with other vendors that serve the same group of people, charity events that have that population in attendance a lot, you know, that's, that's your next core. And you also need to decide what you're going to sell. I've already mentioned the number one that, of course, selling, I think selling wall portraits and albums is the most financially uh, sustainable uh, product. One thing I recommend when you're setting your pricing is you keep it really simple. I'm not a fan in the way that I do my work of packages because I have yet to find anybody that wanted the same combination of things. Now, packages can be an easier way in the, especially in the thousand to 2000 range to get to some simple purchases without having to really up your sales game and, and so forth. Um, but you want to make it simple and on a price list, you want to always have your pricing from high to low and you want to have what you want to sell the most at the top. For me, that's a wall portraits. And in that vein about having simple pricing, um, having every single you know, we're going to have acrylic, we're going to have metal, we're going to have wood, we're going to have circles, we're going to have this, 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 this can overwhelm people. So offering two or three surfaces is adequate, in my opinion, if someone asks for acrylic, 
I know where to get it, but I don't have it on my price list because I personally love the canvases that companies like Mid-South and Guild make where it's an actual fabric canvas and a real photograph that has been heat sealed onto that and beautiful coats of lacquer and so forth. So simple, simple, simple. Uh, something like I, I know my pricing basically, and I know my products enough because it's simple that I can tell them in the dark. I don't have to look things up. It's also important when you're getting started to find a great lab. And a great lab to me is one where they get to know you, you get to know them, you become mutual fans and they support you. I like a lab where if I have a print made of a certain image and then a month later I need to order another one, they've got the they've got that on file and the print is going to look the same. So I'm trying to think, is there anything else in getting started? I want you to trust your inner guidance. I want you to Instead of looking outward, looking at everybody, looking at what other people have done, looking at other people's pricing and setting years by that, all of that, you don't know if they're successful or not. You don't know their volume. You don't know anything. And it is not necessarily right for you. But don't listen to people that tell you you're wrong. You can't do this. You're crazy. You're too expensive none of that. Listen to your guidance and then listen to people who are where you really want to be. You can trust some of us that have been around for decades. (laughs) If we have a positive attitude about the present situation, then, um, you know, you can trust us, but also don't compare your work to other people. Because again, many of the best photographers I know, they're not great at sales and they have not earned what they deserve. And many good photographers are killing it because they're really great at running their business and their clients are super happy. So stay in your own lane, learn what you learn, keep that vision. If you want to share your vision with me, either posting in the private group, which is the profitable photographer or the bigger group, I will align with you and I will picture that as already done. I like to say in the mind of the universe or wherever that is in our, you know, our inner minds, I'm just right now sitting, whatever your vision is, I am holding it for you because you can do this. If it is what you want, go for it and learn, 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 do the work and No, this is the other thing. The more clear you are on your vision and your intent and you start walking forward, something lines up and partners with you. And I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's your your higher intelligence self. I don't know if it's the universe, angels, Buddha, Jesus, coincidence, you know, whatever, whatever fits for you is all good. But it has been proven over and over and over again, that when you set that clear intention, then things show up that seem like miracles. So um, be open to miracles. (laughs) Okay. And just know I'm sending you a big 
hug and a, a lot of praise for the fact that you've listened to, to this point. And I hope you keep listening and staying in touch. And um, that is it for now. Okay. I always hate hanging up. I'm always the last person to leave a party because I like to savor it. So yeah, anyway, (laughs) so stay tuned and have a great, great week. Bye now. You have been listening to The Highly Profitable Photographer with Lucy Dumas. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share. To connect one-on-one and learn more about our coaching programs, just go to lucydumascoaching.com. Until next time, go have fun photographing and selling your work.